0: Hello and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show, where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. You take 10 minutes out of the day to walk in nature and to pay attention to what's directly in front of you. My name is Rachel Wheelie, a human in the world trying to figure out how to be. This is the daily walking podcast for people who make things, and you're very welcome along to the ninth edition of Series 25 a walk the pod now it occurs to me as i'm walking along in a slightly stressed state that i haven't been in a slightly stressed state while recording the podcast for a little while and that's good because I remember there was a time when work was very busy all the time and I was always very stressed when I recorded the podcast so I'm grateful for that. Uh, I'm slightly stressed today because I'm trying to trying to uh, wrangle various childcare related issues in the middle of a work day which is not easy <laughs> not easy at all poddies so that's why I'm fi- feeling a little bit stressed today. Um, but I'm walking home, and and I'm feeling like it may actually all be alright in the end. And the sun is shining, and it's the most beautiful day in the world, so can't really complain. I apologise that this edition of the podcast will have a little bit more in terms of traffic noise than usual. I'm walking alongside some uh, roads, so not on the usual cycle path but apart from that you shouldn't notice any huge difference and what I can see directly in front of me will be slightly different as a result and in fact I'm walking under another railway bridge which is the same railway but a different bridge Uh, so you may you may hear the sound changing slightly as I walk under this railway bridge, which is along the way from the other railway bridge that I usually walk under. Very exciting, exciting times. Now, I've been talking about gratitude this series, and Polly has been on, formerly of the icy edge of England, now from the wilds of North London. Uh, Polly has been taking... Her child to school and wants to reflect on some of the things that she's grateful for on the way to school. She says, "I am grateful for the new flowers we are learning as they appear on our walk to school, including Daphne, sowbread, Sweet William." Purple rock cress and silver wattle. Now, I have to be honest, I have not heard of any of those flowers, so those are all new to me. I think possibly Sweet William rings a bit of a bell, but I wouldn't, it's not conjuring up any images in my mind's eye whatsoever. Couldn't tell you what silver wattle looked like, and I wouldn't know a sow bread if I fell over it. So, thank you, Polly. I am going to look up all of those flowers later on and discover for myself what they look like so that I can spot them, because if they're in your environment in North London, I'd be very surprised if they're not in my environment in South London as well, if you know where to look. Apologies for the car alarm that's going off over there. And a helicopter, which is approaching from. Well, it's difficult to say exactly which direction. My right, <laughs> let's put it that way, as I walk past an abandoned Christmas tree. Gosh, it's a bit all over the place today, isn't it? But when things are a little bit all over the place, as they often are, I think gratitude practices can really ground us, actually. So, when I think about looking up Daphne and, and Sweet William and Sowbread, whatever these flowers are, I feel instantly slightly more calm and it's very useful to have nature to remind us that however chaotic our day-to-day lives are, the world still turns. i've got away from the road i think the helicopter has now passed over uh, through through the clouds and over the horizon i'm now walking along next to child one's school which is absolutely topped with blossom (laughs) this afternoon i can see beautiful pink blossoms on a tree just inside the fence and uh It is the most beautiful day in the world, which is so helpful. It would make everything a lot harder if it was also tipping it down with rain. One thing I learned yesterday, which I was very surprised by. A colleague of mine said, have you noticed the yellow tinge to the sky today? And I said, no, for I have not. And he informed me that quite a lot of sand from the Sahara Desert was in the atmosphere yesterday afternoon. Now, I checked the date to make sure that it was not April the first. Because I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Is this meteorologically possible? I don't know. If there's any meteorologist meteorologists in the audience, please get in touch. Email Rach at com, or indeed anybody who has read scientific articles about how there was indeed Sahara sand in the sky yesterday afternoon over London would be fascinated to learn more about that and I can hear what sounds like fireworks in in the background which is quite strange So this is what happens if you break away from your normal route, is that you end up with all kinds of unusual stuff happening. On the cycle path, I'm so familiar with that route that I can be fairly sure when I experience a noise or a sight or a smell or a uh, a taste even (laughs) that I'm not familiar with, that it is new because I know the environment so well. But Around here, you know, 500 metres away. Who knows, potties? It's all, it's all a jungle. It's all a jungle out here. It's St Patrick's Day today, which in England means that we drink Guinness. And we raise a glass to the Irish and we, we get absolutely... Well, you know what I'm failing to find a euphemism for. We get, we get drunk on Guinness, That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I want to end the podcast today with a voice note from Kiwi Rob. Uh, it's a very fascinating voice note about another podcast he's been listening to, which I have heard myself, Rule of Three, by Joel Morris and Jason Hazley. It's absolutely excellent. If you have any interest in comedy writing whatsoever, I highly recommend it to you, but I will let Rob tell you in his own words about it. I'll bid you adieu, and I can't wait to bring you episode 10, our 2nd Fry episode of Walk the Pod, tomorrow afternoon.
1: Hi Rach, it's a robin in New Zealand, I'm still cycling on the west coast of the South Island, today between a place called Punakaiki and Charleston. Um, Charleston's got a little tiny bay with a very narrow entrance that they used to bring sailing ships into, and quite a few of them didn't make it in or didn't make it out. But while I was writing, I was listening to another podcast, because believe it or not I do listen to other podcasts, and it's called Rule of Three. Um, I only recently discovered it and on the format is that comedy writers Jason Hazley and Joel Morris talk to people who make comedy um, about something that they find funny and something they love. So the episode I was listening to was from September 2019 because I'm catching up on some old ones. And it was the comedian Simon Evans talking about a TV play um, written by Jack Rosenfarl, um called Patan Yang Kippabang. It was about a one-hour play written in 1982 and broadcast on the second night of your Channel 4 um, channel as a bit of a feature. and It was part of a series um, of one-hour plays that were commissioned for that opening uh, week. It was written by Jack Resenthal, who um, became or was Maureen Lipman's husband at the time. Had written um, hundreds of episodes, well, uh, over a hundred episodes of Coronation Street. Um, I knew his work and saw this Patang and Kapabang probably because he had previously seen another TV play he wrote called The Knowledge, which was about four guys going to get their London taxi license. Um, he also wrote a series that ran for quite a few years called London's Burning, set in a uh, London fire station. Anyway, I'm listening to this podcast, and and it was really interesting. Um, they were talking about sort of the era of the play was set, and it was made um, set in 1948, um, post-war Britain, and about sort of 14, 15 year old um, school kids, first love. Um, the, the lead character is a boy who has kind of fantasies about a girl, and uh, the um, trials and tribulations of dealing with that. Um, Tentative first approach. But what was kind of interesting, about halfway through the podcast, 35 minutes in, um, Jim says the play was filmed at Wimbledon Chase Primary School and the areas surrounding it, and that name rang a bell. Um, I kind of think it's funny that decades later, um, there's a connection to a place that I've never been, but kind of recognised, thanks to your podcast. Anyway, thought you might be interested in this curious story. Um, I'll flick some links to the Wikipedia, the podcast, and um, a little promo, which is all I can find of it on TV, uh, on YouTube. I couldn't find it on any of the streaming services. Um, But kind of want to see it again now. But anyway, cheers. See you later.